Are we live? All right. Yuval, how's it going? Very good. Shaked Almond Heart Lev. How are you? <laughs> I'm great. Look at me. What's new? You lost some weight. Nah. You cut your hair. Oh, yeah. So you lost some weight. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. You really need that, that haircut, man. <laughs> yeah, so I got a haircut. But the story is not my haircut. The reason I'm asking, you know why? No, but I'm sure I'm going to find out very soon. True. So I'm asking you because I went yesterday to the hairdresser. And usually I'm talking with every business that I'm visiting at. And we were talking about the way he manages his staff. Very small business, six employees. And I asked him, how do you track their time? And what did he say? With a time tracking machine. It looks like a machine that takes you to another dimension. Oh, you mean those from the 80s? Yeah, yeah when you take the actual <laughs> paper and like... People still do that? Yep. And I asked him, okay, why? There's like so many free tools and technologies out there. So your employees can clock in from their phone or whatever. Even Excel spreadsheet. Like there's so many ways. He told me, I need the documentation. When I go to court with one of my employees, first thing that they will ask me, show me the documentation of what happened. I need to see the timesheets. He actually went to court in yeah. the past? Yeah. So Interesting. it gave me this thought that the first thing that came to mind The main thing that actually keeps him awake at night, it's compliance. Yeah, that actually makes a lot of sense and it's a very big burden for very small businesses. So because of that, and because he made a very good haircut, at least I think, I we're going to talk today about... Compliance. No, haircuts. Ah, no, okay. compliance. <laughs> you got me confused there for a second. We're going to talk about compliance. It's very important. Before we talk about engagement and other things that are super important, you really don't want to be caught up with the pants down with compliance. Yeah, so let's I agree. Start. Okay, lead the way. Move forward. People talking business. Before we dive into the potential legal and financial risks around compliance, I'm going to read something from the Association of Certified Fraud Examiners, okay, ACFE. So according to their study, they can see that organizations lose an average of 5% of their annual revenue due to fraud and compliance issues. And this translates to an estimated loss of $3.5 trillion each year for businesses worldwide, only around compliance. $3.5 trillion. Yeah. 5% of yearly income. Yeah. For every business, like worldwide, all businesses. Very high numbers. Interesting. Just to maybe break it down a bit more, we can understand that if you're a business owner, it can get you in a lot of troubles, not only financial troubles, but when you open a business, you really don't plan dealing with those type of things, right? Yeah, true. You never think about them. Compliance is something that is very scary for you as a business owner. It's scary for a few reasons. First, because of the implications, okay? Monetary implications. Sometimes it even puts your business at risk as a whole. So let's say the risk is very, very high. But it's also scary because you're not always sure what it is that you need to do. Like it's very difficult to understand what is required in order to be compliant. And even if you know what is required, making it happen is difficult. And especially, you know, if you're a small business and you're lean on resources, Or in the case of you're being a big business, but then you have a lot of employees that kind of can break that compliance. So each business and their size has their own challenges. But there is one thing that is mutual to everyone, which is compliance is always a pain and still it's always required. So just to make it more clear, there's like two types of compliance. One is in regards to customers and data and stuff like that. The second one is all the labor laws, compliance for Even employees. Even more than labor laws, but yes, 
Yes, surrounding employees exactly. and work environment, etc. So we are going to focus on this area. And the reason that we're especially talking to these small, medium, even a bit larger businesses is because I think most of them don't have this legal entity to really take care of all those things. Yeah. So it falls on the business owner, the operators, and the general managers. That's correct. So I'll point out a few things you should keep in mind. And just to know that the most common cases for compliance and potential legal and financial risks would be the following. First of all, we have labor law violations. Maybe we can do a checklist of all the areas and then we'll break them down. I think it would make a lot of sense for the listeners. Okay. So first of all, labor law violations. Business owners can be held liable for violations of state and federal labor laws, such as minimum wage or overtime laws and so on. The second one is workers' compensation. So employers are required to provide workers' compensation coverage for employees who are injured on the job and so on. Third, unlawful termination or discrimination. Employers can face legal actions if they terminate or discriminate against employees based on their race, gender, age, sexual orientation, and so on. So you need to be aware of that. Health and safety violations. So basically, employers are required to provide a safe and healthy working environment for employees. And that's even more important when you work in a factory, in the field, and stuff like that, not in an office. Another thing is misclassifying employees. So employers can face legal and financial risks if they misclassify employees as independent contractors instead of employees, okay? Mm. Meaning you can get penalties because you fail to pay payroll taxes. And the last one is not maintaining accurate records of our worked pay and benefits and employee information. Sounds familiar? Yeah, 100%. That's from my uh, hairdresser. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I think... I don't know if we'll cover all of them with examples, but let's at least try to dive a little bit deeper. So you mentioned labor laws at the beginning, which means you need to stick to the relevant pay rates, minimum pay wages, etc. Overtime. Overtime rules, break rules. So there's a lot of areas that you need to be concerned about or aware of. It's important to understand that if you're in one state or a different state, those things could really change. And more than that, they could change within the same state over a period of time. So it's very important you'll stay up to date. By the way, here at the link of this podcast, we put a couple of links we thought might be useful for business owners to kind of keep track with and follow. But I want to talk specifically on a big company in this case, and not a small company with respect to labor laws. And you might have heard about that company. It's called Starbucks. One of the most public labor laws actions that were taken was against Starbucks. And the deal was this. When you work in Starbucks, you used to have those old machines just like your hairdresser, where they stamp their finger inside the store, and then they go out and they lock. So basically, they need to clock out, and only then they can go out and lock the store. So what happened is the employer didn't pay for long periods of time that aggregated over a lot of different employees over time, even though those employees mm -hmm. actually did something in service of Starbucks. Okay, so you say basically like every time I would clock out, I would spend like an extra 15 minutes doing what I need to do. And then it aggregates to a long period of time. So the employee can come and claim that you didn't pay him what he deserved. Yeah, could be even two minutes or 30 seconds. But because it was a repetitive action, they actually 
sued Starbucks for mm. it and Starbucks lost and it Got paid it. significant amount in compensation. That's a great example because I think compliance really comes down to when an employee or someone decide that they want to take you to lawsuit to show that you were disobeying labor laws and yep. other things that we mentioned. You know, as a business owner, you need to take the approach of one day it's going to happen to me. Even if you have, you know, the best employees and you appreciate them, you can never know where it's going to come from. And at some point, someone is going to put you on the spot. And when they put you on the spot, you want to know that you were covered. You want to know that you did the action, that you have the documentation, etc. So, you know, that was an example of labor laws. You mentioned a lot of areas where it's relevant. Absences, PTO, accurate time tracking could be breaks. You know, in some places are mandatory overtime that could be really, really different from one place to the next. So all those things would come into the labor law side of things. And if you live in the States, keep in mind that each state has very different labor laws. For sure. I did a bit of research. I mean, I can give you three examples so we can see the differences in, for example, PTO payouts. Okay. okay. So for example, in California, employers are not allowed to deny earned unused vacation time no matter why the employee leaves unless both parties have made an agreement. For example, in Iowa, vacation pay is considered wages and employers must adhere to the employer's policy. In Illinois, the state laws allow for a use it or lose it policy and employers must inform employees of that policy. So each state, you have different approach for pay time off and you really want to be on top of that so later on no one can sue you. 100%, very important. So first step, be aware of the labor laws, be aware of all the compliance components that apply on your business. Yep, 100%. By the way, like you said, we're going to leave in the description section nice article that really aggregates all the pay time off policies per state. Beautiful. All right. So we're not going to cover everything, but we understand that compliance is a very important component now. We understand the pain around that. And now what we can do in order to make sure no one sues us, that we have the right tools, the right systems to make sure that we are good with compliance. Okay. So let me start at the end. We can never secure the fact that no one would sue us. Just like I said before, we need to prepare towards the day after when someone does take that type of action. But what we can do is we can be very proactive along the way, which is difficult to do because it's every single day you need to do things right to be prepared for that time when a potential legal suit can come your way. So if we're talking labor laws, if we're talking time and attendance, like you said, the basics is to know what's relevant. And then what you want to do is you want to make sure that you have a very solid system in place to document what happens in real life and that that information is available for you at the time of need. So just like your hairdresser said, they need people to be clocking in and clocking out and they need to make maintain documentation for a time of need. Now, the way your hairdresser does it is a little bit like it was in the 80s. There are better ways to go about it, but it still works. It's just very cumbersome and very difficult to keep track with. Yeah, there's also issue that you keep the records, maybe like you gather the papers and then you have all the documentation somewhere if you don't lose it. But what about your employees? They need to have a copy of their timesheets as well. Otherwise, there's a conflict here. And more than that, some territories actually require that the employee will have a solid copy of their timesheets. And you as an employer are obliged to provide that information. Mm -hmm. So I think the more up-to-date way of doing 
those things is with an employee time tracking app where basically all the information is documented there is an access to the timesheet it also removes a lot of friction because you know with the right type of app you can have those processes where you confirm the information with the employee and the employee can actually sign their timesheets which again is a requirement in some industries in some territories yeah I think in California you must usually California is the most strict around compliance of any sorts and specifically around labor laws but yes you're right in California you must sign your timesheet to lock it before you make payment and that needs to be documented so an employee app is a great way of doing that right the process is much easier they clock through the app everything is automatically documented if any changes needs to be made they are made through the app with the relevant confirmation of the relevant managers and eventually things are being locked and documented for future use if needed and that way employers can stay compliant but the bottom line is you need a system in place which involves some kind of technology and it's all this form it's pen and paper yeah. and it's a little less all this form it's those machines you have on the wall in more modern form it would usually be some kind of an app yeah. that helps you get that clocking and clock out and then you need the documentation piece now it's very important that when you apply that type of system you make sure that you set it up right to meet your specific requirements would it be the right overtime the right breaks the right PTO and all those things that we talked about before so one layer is the documentation and processes between Between you and the employees right mm-hmm. so you say worst case scenario you can have some sort of system like you said digital time clock machine that the employees should have an access to a portal or something to check their timesheets that's the worst case scenario best case scenario you have like a proper employee app or something from this kind of technologies that can really foster this transparency between the employees and you mm-hmm. it can be from your computer they can have everything recorded on an app and everything is synced on a higher level yep. so it's not only time tracking you You have also the shift synced with that, their documentation, W4s and so on. Everything sits there, transparent to both sides, right? Yeah, 100%. And I think not only you benefit from having the system in place and it can protect you, actually protect you from lawsuits, but it also really helps your employees to have a transparent approach in the organization. Another part of the story from yesterday, I was talking with him and then I showed an employee app and asked why you're not using it. And then his worker, she said yeah why not I mean it's through an app we can just have it here so you can see how easy it would be for her yeah so I guess in, and, a, and in I a way it's, it's like an act of engagement also with the employees transparency and really give them a proper tool so they don't feel like you're a business from the 80s yeah if we talked about types of compliance before right one of the things that you mentioned is health and safety or safety environment and you know in different countries you may have again different regulations depending on where you're working but in principle those things remain the same There is usually some kind of training that you need to make sure that on a regular basis the employees go through. So if you're a driver, that could be you know winter driving. And if you're in the food and beverage industry, that could be you know health and safety protocols when you deal with food products. Mm-hmm. But the principle remains the same. You as an employer, you are the sole responsible entity to make sure that your employees are up to date with the regulations and they operate according to those regulations. And then there are different ways to approach it, right? There could be an audit. and that audit could be on what happens in real life in your facility but it could also be on the level of training and refresh trainings that you're providing your team and I think that's another area where it's very difficult as a business owner to make sure those things happen in time and to keep track with those things
those things. Could be small things like making sure, you know, the driver license is still up to date and all the way to the health and safety check. So people put methods in place, right? They put a reminder on their calendar or they have some kind of Excel sheet where they document all the dates, etc. I think that's one more thing that an employee app can really help with, where you basically build those training through the app. You get all the certifications from there. You have the expiry dates. Everything kind of happens on a remote control. And all you need to do is make sure, you know, if you need to download that, you can even document that on your computer. But the bottom line is just to set it up right and then monitor as things unfold and deal with the problematic people. You know, even when a system reminds someone you need to do your refresh training, sometimes they wouldn't. And you'll need to operate based on that report of exceptions. But it would make your life much, much easier and will help you stay compliant. And the most important part, you again have that documentation trail for an audit coming into place. Mm. You can come and show the screen. You can show I'm on top of those things. I can show exactly what happened. I can show if someone didn't pass the test. I can show who passed the test, how many times they've done it, when they need to do it next. Mm -hmm. So basically let you be the one in control and kind of navigate your business. And if we talk about examples, I can tell you about a retail business from Canada. They only operated a few locations. I think it was four or five locations. And what happened to them, I believe it was a disability-related training. I don't remember the exact term there. But they got an audit from an entity that was responsible for enforcing that that type of training takes place. And they didn't have the documentation, even though they did the training and they got fined just for not having those certifications and documentation trail Mm. in place. It's not enough that you did it. You need to be able to prove that you did it. And if you don't, you can get fined. So again, you don't want to be in that place. So whether it's, you know, a pen and paper system, which I wouldn't personally recommend, or an employee app that manages it for you, you want to know that you're at the top of your game and that it's available when you need it for those audits yeah that's important like data record is maybe the name of the game here right you know there are two parts for it one you want people to actually know those things and there is a different level of knowing right but the idea behind all those compliance requirements is to really keep our guests safe to make sure that we provide the right service to make sure that you know we're suitable for the community etc and then the other part is to be ready when an audit comes so you wouldn't be fined significant fines when it comes to compliance also actually if you're talking about canada so they have also by law that if you provide a training to an employee it has to be both in English and French yeah and if you didn't do that again you're exposed to lawsuits yeah there's a lot of local laws and regulations like that many of them you know in some countries you can't ask specific questions in interviews in other countries when you terminate an employee you have to do it in a certain way or give them enough yeah, notice time notice time in advance so there are different regulations in each state in each country in each industry sometimes mm-hmm. that you as a business owner must be aware of and it must be taken care of even if you don't have an operating legal function in your company okay so if i'm a small medium business 30 employees whatever how can i find all these regulations everything i need for compliance so there is no one simple answer for that first google or in these days you know chat gbt is our new friend <laughs> i think so that's we... maybe the one single answer <laughs> yeah no. so those can definitely point out what's relevant for you but the bottom line is that you need to do your research another approach can be to use some kind of a consultant or someone mm-hmm. who this is their area of expertise and you can find them all around for labor laws accountants setting up restaurant food and beverage audits whatever you want you'll find a consultant that can help you with it and it doesn't necessarily need to be very costly you can just set one hour consultation conversation just to understand what are the areas that you're required to cover and then you can go ahead and build those things and make sure that you're compliant with whatever is required of you sounds good first of all i would also ask around like if you have a colleague or another business owner that it's from the same business nature 
nature as you have. Second, really, yeah, try to hire a sort of lawyer or law firm to help you with that consultancy. And I really think that if you Google those things, like you go to the associations, label association, all that, yeah, ChatGPT, if you ask, they'll give you probably a summary of that and lead you to the relevant website. By the way, also business associations mm-hmm. are a very good direction in the sense that they can provide a lot of advice to similar businesses. So let's say you're an ice cream shop owner, just check what's the ice cream association in, exactly. I don't know, Sydney area, and then you join them and you get a lot of high level benefits from them mm. from advice like this but also exposure to all kind of best practices and consultations and events and better terms for suppliers so being part of relevant business associations can also be very helpful in general and specifically with relation to compliance in the terms you know getting the right advice so as business owners first of all we want to be aware of what we must know right and what we must have for compliance we can google that we can search like you said all the methods are available by the way there are even like websites today that they're kind of digital lawyers Mm -hmm. they can just help you with that for a small fee that's one thing then find the tools a proper tool that can help you first have system in place that can help you with the documentation of things and have transparency between you and the employees right so everybody on the same page one for time tracking one for pto one for employee documents whatever it might be and then make sure that you have a system that can help you record everything so when you do have an audit and you will have you have the history you can showcase that you did everything according to law and you are fully compliant. Yeah, 100%. By the way, if we're talking about minimizing the risk of exposure here, so beyond doing all those proactive things that you've just mentioned, specifically around engagement with employees and labor laws, I think from my experience, and we've seen quite a few companies, you know, that been in that spot of being sued by an employee, one of the things that is really impacting the result of such a suit is the level of information and details the employee can provide. For example, let's say that your termination process didn't go as it should have been. If I, as a manager, sent it in a written text to you, the employee, that could really be used as a strong Mm -hmm. evidence in such a case. And that's true also for, you know, timesheets, trainings, or any other type of compliance. And I think the main point here is that as a business owner, you would like to keep business communication close to the organization. So at the point when an employee leaves, they no longer have records of that communication. It's just a proactive measure of minimizing the potential risk. What do you mean? Try to break it down. So if you're using private messaging apps, could be WhatsApp or Messenger or Telegram or iMessage. Those things are personal communication, meaning that data that you communicated belongs to me, the employee. So even when I leave the company, I can go back and I can find reasons to sue you or I can look Mm -hmm. for evidence I can kind of leverage that in my favor against you as the business or the business owner and today you have tools again that brings us to those employee apps where you can have the communication with inside the employee app so when an employee leaves the company that information remains a proprietary data of the company in the sense they doesn't leave with the employee they don't get the records they don't get the file they don't get all the information that they used to have anymore okay so you say that if I have an internal communication platform chat it can help me among other things i guess to really make sure that when someone leaves the organization they don't have access to the information anymore and they cannot abuse it exactly it reduced the risk of exposure in an event of a lawsuit and it reduced the risk for a lawsuit just because they have 
less of things to work with. They have less meat on the bone in that sense. So let's try to see how we can actually utilize in some practical ways an employee app to really make sure that we are on top of compliance. So let's cover different areas, right? You have time and attendance. So first, you want the right time and attendance Mm -hmm. that has the right flexibility to meet your local requirements. So you can adjust, like we said before, all the different things, overtime, breaks, etc., etc. You want to make sure that you have proper documentation of that. In some cases, that you can close the loop with the employee on that. So signing those documentation and that you can save the record for the long time, Mm. right? You don't want after six months, the information to disappear. Set up things that will be according to compliance, right? So set up the PTO policy, set up the time tracking policy, the payroll policies, the wages policies, documentation. You set the policies first of all, and then I guess you can work with that. Yeah, exactly. And then you make sure that your team adopts that tool and uses it, which is usually the easy part. And then you have all the documentation you need. So in time of audit, you can just say, hey, guys, don't know what you're talking about. This is what happened. Look, the employee confirmed it. We're all good. So that's one side of the equation. Another way an employee app could be super helpful is in being proactive in sharing the policies and best practices and all those things that you as employer require from the employees. Mm -hmm. So for example, you share the employee handbook. You share your code of ethics Mm -hmm. if it's relevant for your organization. So you proactively put that information front and center available for your team. And more than that, when you send it out, you can get active confirmation that they've read and understood. And mark my words, this is maybe the most important thing because in many cases, just sending out the information, you know, the fact that you have a printed book in your store... Doesn't mean they went over it. Yeah, and you you can prove that they've read it and understood it and everything else. But if they sign something, you know, if they acknowledge it proactively, that's a different story. It's very hard for an employee to come and say, I didn't know when you have proof of confirmation. Yeah, that's actually very smart. You're also playing fair, right? because we want to be fair, we like our employees. So we want to give them transparency. You want them to have access to everything that they need to know of how to behave, what's the safety instructions, and so on and so on. And then also, it gives you the ability to have the data, the record also to make sure that you have proof that they went over it, read it, and even sign on it. Exactly. And I think another interesting way in which an employee app can be super helpful to stay compliant, which we actually talked about before, is the training side. So you can build your trainings very, very easily, distribute them to the team, the trainings are performed and the training and sometimes the tests are performed on an individual basis which means you have full records of who completed what and when and more than that the system can proactively remind employees that they need to do the refresh training and complete what's relevant and they can even produce reports for you as the manager so you can proactively operate with the relevant people closing the loop making sure that you stay compliant and again at the day of an audit you have all the reports you need all the documentation everything under one roof which also creates a very good impression and that's very important to understand managing a good audit is not just about bringing good results it's also about creating the right impression if the auditor sees that you are going above and beyond that you are way above the best practice that you have the tools in place that you have what you need you're already 80 percent there Obviously, if you screwed up somewhere, that's not going to save you. Yeah. But it will create the right impression that we need. It will help you be on the favorable side of the auditor. And the best part is when you have a proper system in place, you don't need to deal with it that much. It reduces the headache significantly. 100%. And after talking about all those different things, I think 
you know, when you think about the risk, right? Because we're talking here about what could happen and how we can deal with it and what are the systems that we put in place. At the end, the risk comes from a persona or an event that took place. The more we can minimize the probability that something would happen, the lesser the risk. And many times by showing employees you care, by putting them front and center, by connecting with them, by having that, I would call it more personal relationship with the employee when they respect the place of work, chances are that they're less likely to take that route of suing you. Now, again, you always need to prepare Mm -hmm. just in case. But remember that the better your relationship with your employees is, the better are the chances that they won't go down that route of potentially suing you. Mm -hmm. And when they leave, they live in good faith. If we look at reality face none of the businesses is compliant 100 of the time it's practically impossible you need to strive to be there you need to put the mechanisms in place to be there but you also need to run your business and yeah. life happens so it's very hard to be in that point and then the thing that protects you the most is your relationship with your customers with your employees the ability to show you care and that too it's not bulletproof but it's a very good approach a non-methodological and non-technological way to make sure that you're minimizing the risk so one Once again, we can see how caring about our employees, putting them front and center, making them feel connected, engaging with them, owning that relationship proactively Mm -hmm. is something that plays in our favor, not just because, you know, it's nicer to come to the workplace and we're happier, but also because it serves our interest as a business. Absolutely. And by the way, technology can be the thing that really can help you put your employees front and center. Exactly. Okay. So a message to my hairdresser. Yeah, you can't be 100% compliant, but in your case, you or maybe 20%, you want to be 80% and you can. You have like free tools out there, just use it. First of all, go to Google, go to ChatGPT, ask things I need to be aware of of compliance. Just remember when yeah. you ask that, put your territory inside and your exactly. industry because that you're going to get different answers depending on mm-hmm. where you live and what is your type of business. And then find the right technology, whatever you want, but something that you can really put these policies in, it can keep it for you. You don't need to deal with it anymore. It's automated, it's there. Foster this transparency between you and the employee and then you can make sure that you have all the records that you need in case of a lawsuit or a conflict. It doesn't have to be always lawsuits. It just can be a conflict, a misunderstanding, but you have like proofs, you have data in hand that you can really showcase those things and eliminate in first place all this headache. Yeah, exactly. Or minimize the impact. Now I know it's not the most sexy topic, compliance, right? But You can say that. (laughs) Yeah, but we all need it. I mean, it's part of being a business owner, operator, manager, whatever it might be you need to be aware of that you need to keep in mind that you must be on top of all those things so usually people come to open a business because they have their dream what's going to be like serving coffee and croissants and whatnot and then you start working and you realize that you know you need to manage a team you need to Mm -hmm. run a place this is one more of those things that you need to bear in mind and the trick is how to be compliant without you know losing yourself to it or investing too many resources to it and that's where technology really plays a a key role and at the end of the day it can be as boring as it may but every customer that we're speaking with they talk about compliance you know that actually reminds me of one of our customers it's a big home care agency in the uk and i remember that you know Uh, what like home care provider in the uk yeah home care provider like people that come to people's homes to provide different types of care and one of the things they really, really cared about was compliance, and that was all around. It was compliance toward their cares, you know, the caregivers that are working for them, was compliance towards the customers. It was very important for them to be able to provide, you know, that high level of compliance and in a way that sense of control and security 
and peace of mind. And one of the key reasons they adopted Connectim was, you know, among other things, they also wanted to do trainings. They also wanted to better engage with their team that was always on the front end. But compliance was very high on their list. And they actually planned a lot of different things, you know, things that were very difficult for them in their day-to-day, in the way they worked before. And they digitized those processes and they kind of put it on autopilot to get that peace of mind that they're covered on the compliance side and that they can give that peace of mind onwards to both their caregivers and to their customers that are getting the service. Basically, you say their patients, they can be sure that they are compliant, right? I guess, first of all, with GDPR and those kind of things, HIPAA and other things. But also, if they know that they have high compliance with employees, with caregivers, it gives them more confident. It's the same treatment towards the patients. Yeah, it's a mindset. It's a mindset of an organization. And the bigger the organization, the more it becomes part of their day-to-day. But it's relevant from day one. And it's finding that balance of, you know, taking care of compliance without wasting too many resources on it. That's the place you want to be as a business owner. And you need to bear in mind that the bigger you are, the more attention you'll need to give to it until one day you know you'll have a legal function in your organization. And for corporates, they have a specific legal function that is called compliance, Mm -hmm. which is everything that they do. Okay, so wrap up with another message to my hairdresser. You're charging too much. (laughs) That is, is fair. But like you said, when you have a legal component, the first thing that they would do is they will go and look for a platform that will help them keep with compliance, right? So you can do the same with very affordable tools. What was the word that we said <laughs> the most in this episode? You know, being an operational person, compliance is a part of my day-to-day. It's not always my favorite part, but it's definitely an important part. So I have a very special warm place in my heart for that specific episode. It's kind of a dual experience. On the one hand, I think it's super important. On the other hand, I don't really like dealing with it. (laughs) Like a sunscreen. But that's the reality, yeah. So thanks, everybody. And if you find this episode helpful, make sure to leave a review and subscribe to the channel so more and more people, business owners, can expose and get value out of it. And by the way, we are going to leave below the description section all the resources that we can provide around the topics that we talked about today. And we invite you, Uh, Those of you that are curious to learn more or want to know more about subjects that are related to running businesses, we have our email, social at connecting.com. Feel free to post whatever questions you want, raise whatever ideas. We actually got some of our best ideas for episodes from our actual customers, so we would love to hear more from you guys. And thank you for taking the time to bear myself and check it. Amen. Episode number 10. I think it's a wrap for season one. 